Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 8. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your Spider-Man onesie look good in a Zoom meeting. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. To start off the show, I just want to thank all my podcast regulars for staying with me and listening to this show. Calgary, Edmonton, throughout Ontario and Quebec, and even in France. Yes, you in Paris. Merci. I get pretty excited when I see that you're listening, and it makes the work I put into these shows all worth it. It's almost like I'm not just talking to myself, which I also do, by the way, but but someone has to answer those voices. Still, thanks, and stick around. Tell your friends, too. I'll mention them in a podcast if you want. Just email coach at disgruntledlifecoach.ca and say hello. If you give me your postal information, I'll send you some stickers, too. But really, just thanks. In this episode, we're talking about the final pillar, pillar number seven. Don't be self-centered. Now, this is not as simple as it may seem on the outside, and not all selfishness is bad, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Also, the terms selfish and self-centered will be used interchangeably a lot throughout this episode, even though they are slightly different things. Maybe we'll talk about that nuance in a later episode, but we'll stick to this definition for this episode. So to begin, let's take a tumble through the bramble of selfish and self-centered quotations. Firstly though, according to the dictionary, selfish is defined as concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself, seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure or well-being without regard for others. Now contrast that with self-centered, which is defined as limited to or caring only about yourself and your own needs. So you can see there is a difference there. It's like shades of aubergine or, you know, purple or whatever. Now, our first quote comes from Mary Ann Evans, better known by her pen name, George Eliot. She was an English novelist, poet, journalist, translator, and one of the leading writers of the Victorian era. And she said, selfish, a judgment readily passed by those who have never tested their own power of sacrifice. And yeah, she actually does know what sacrifice means as a woman writing under a male pseudonym in Victorian England. But she puts selfishness in a really interesting context here. Next, we have the rantings, uh, I mean, uh, thoughts of miracle mini nun Mother Teresa, or as they call her in some circles, Saint Teresa of Calcutta or something. I think it gets lost in translation somewhere. Anyway, she says, people are unrealistic, illogical, and self-centered. Love them anyway. And she's kind of right, except not every unrealistic, self-centered, illogical dope 
like Joe fucking Rogan, for instance, is lovable. Just, just saying. Finally, we have Albert Einstein, widely acknowledged to be one of the greatest physicists of all time and founder of the International Pornographer's Mustache Club. He was quoted as saying, a life directed chiefly towards the fulfillment of personal desires will sooner or later always lead to bitter disappointment. He was a pretty upbeat guy, but to come up with such a, a dire quote, I don't know. But hey, he did give us nuclear bombs, so yay for that, I guess. Talk about your bitter disappointments. So when we talk about being selfish, we all formulate in our minds a specific act or personality trait. But the problem is that thinking of ourselves first is also a key part of human survival. This is where the lines blur a bit. Like, is it still macaroni and cheese when you put greens and tomatoes in, or is it a casserole? For example, when you put your oxygen mask on in a crashing plane before you put the mask on your snotty, screaming brat, that's selfish, but it needs to be that way for you to survive. Spoiler alert, you won't, but you get the prize for following the rules. Still, self-preservation has the word self right in there. So does self-care and self-awareness. These are all good things to be self-centered about. If you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not really any good to anyone, even, ironically, yourself. But here's where we cross the line. There are times when you choose to do something that helps you, but hurts someone else. And often, the act we're talking about is discretionary. It didn't have to take place until you made that happen. This is where we fall into the selfish zone. Sometimes it's just to get a thing that you want but you don't necessarily need. Other times, it's just looking for recognition and advancement at work or in social circles, usually that you don't deserve or didn't earn. Often it's just plain greed in a manila envelope. Like Harry S. Truman said, selfishness and greed, individual or national, cause most of our troubles. He was not wrong, although he was a bit of a dick and did ruin some lives with all that McCarthyism. But hey, it was a different time. Also, please, don't, don't be a dick. Strangely though, more and more, the runaway wealth of a few misers in the world is being applauded even though this is the very example of selfish and hurtful behavior that we're talking about. It's become a, a cult of capitalism in a way, a path partly paved by highly overrated writer and, I don't know, slimy puddle of pseudo-intellectual protoplasmic feces containing possibly some distant traces of human DNA, Anne Rand. Um, who began the objectivist movement which, unsurprisingly, has its roots firmly planted in selfish soil, fertilized by capitalist greed and watered with exclusionary social castes. She was a hoot at parties though, said not one fucking person ever. If you follow her pseudo-doctrine of self-centered existence, maybe you should re-examine your choices. Have a cheeseburger instead. 
On the other hand, logically speaking, you might think that the idea of simply balancing your selfish tendencies might be the answer. You know, be just selfish enough, but don't hurt anyone. Dr. Jeremy Sherman, a social science writer and researcher with a PhD in evolutionary epistemology, yes, I'm saying that pretending as if I know that that's even a thing, says, still, we know that selfishness at the extreme is a real problem. Perhaps the greatest problem humanity faces, the life-sucking greed engines created by psychopathic dictators, for example. So somehow between natural selfishness and the evils of extreme selfishness, we need to draw a line that shouldn't be crossed. Now, this was an interesting quote, and we'll get back to crossing those lines later, but this is some context that, that I think is fairly important in talking about selfishness. So, sure, according to Sherman, selfishness is bad, and we're supposed to know that we shouldn't be that way. But we still do, because it doesn't actually hurt us, right? Well, that's wrong too. Dr. Michael McGee, a board-certified psychiatrist in California with extensive experience in addictions treatment and general adult psychiatry says, being self-centered is costly. It is at the root of many psychiatric illnesses, including addiction, personality disorders, anxiety disorders, and depression. Self-contentedness damages relationships because self-ruminations rob you of your capacity to tune into others and attend to others. You cannot be empathetic. It is a vicious cycle because the anxiety that drives negative self-centered ruminations causes more anxiety. That's, that's what he has to say. And remember, we've talked about the importance of empathy in previous episodes, like you even listened, Chris. But it's the key to a better existence, says me. And I'm a fucking life coach. So let's figure out what you need to do before this whole road trip goes sideways. I have some ideas. The first thing to realize is that you really need to start being more aware of what your values are. Don't do it casually by saying something that you think you probably believe like, yeah, violence is shitty. This isn't the depth of awareness that we're talking about. Dig a bit deeper. Ask something like, what personality traits do you want to see in your friends? Because inside, that's what you expect out of yourself too. But you may not be delivering that. That's not an insult. It's a, it's a starting place. The insult is, really? You have a ragtime playlist on Spotify? But seriously, you have to know where your lines are drawn. And you have to start meeting those criteria that you make for yourself. Once you've drawn your lines in the sand, prioritize those values because they don't all have the same weight, like cantaloupes. Make sure the things that are rewarding to both you and those around you are near the top, and your greed for Jeff Bezos-like runaway wealth is at the very bottom of the list. Plus rockets, kind of overcompensating like that Musk guy, right? Am I right? But I digress. What you need to do is list those values, understand why you have them, and learn how to let them be a roadmap to being a better person and a better friend. Deep, right? Shit, I'm, I'm drowning in two feet of water here. And really, you can start 
from what we talked about in the last podcast, the golden rule. I've been trying to get you to realize the power of empathy with every podcast, but it really fits in perfectly here. Be kind to others. Actually listen when they talk. Be ready to give up some stuff. And no, I'm not asking you to support a charity by selling your prized antique rectal thermometer collection. Although, really? Just give up some time and maybe put in a bit of effort. You know that you want other people to pay attention to you. This road starts with you doing a bit of the opposite of that. It's an easy and simple place to start. And finally, it's important to really take stock of what you do with and to the people around you and try to find out if it's more for you than for them, and especially if someone is getting the short end of the stick. If you've made selfishness just part of your daily routine, like wearing day-old underwear or eating yogurt right out of the container, you may not see the self-centered attitudes, acts, and words. Focus on these. And if they are selfish, selfishness motivated, start to change them. You'll never be perfect. That's why you're listening to this fucking podcast. But you can, you can be better. So be, be better. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Dub, dub, dub. Yes, just use it. You know, it's still there. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. And if you DM me your address, I'll send you a sticker or two. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. I mean, really, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. It is wise to consider the sage words that all good things come to those who wait. However, if early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, then why should we worry about those good things coming because haste makes waste and wanting to go to bed early is like time and tide waiting for no man or something, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening. And thanks also to Audio Nautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again also to Neatnik for visuals. And thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. <laughs>